0: Welcome to the Holiday Decor Podcast, your source for the year-round celebration of holiday hope and seasonal cheer. To help you usher season's greetings into your home, here's your host, Ann McDonald. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get started, guys. Um, so this is Our training for the Holiday Decor Training Institute, I'm looking at, I got my um, big board over there and I got my calendar up there. Um, What we're talking this month is color stories and basically how you're going to develop and use color for your holiday decor brand, Um, how you actually come up with a color story. And even if you are doing this just for your own home, even if you're just taking this training because you love holiday and you're thinking about holiday um, or maybe you're designing wrapping paper or maybe you're an organizer. Maybe it doesn't matter what uh, industry you're involved in that is even adjacent to holiday decor. If you are taking this, I want to encourage you to really focus in and listen and learn because this is, I perceive, one of the single biggest breakthroughs that I got that helped me take myself seriously in the holiday decor business arena, and it helped my clients take me seriously. I think it had a direct impact on our bottom line. And so I wanna give you these really simple practical tools. All right, so uh, this training, color stories. So what we're gonna do is cover how to develop a color story for your holiday designs without indecision, without overwhelm, without wasting your time, without thinking, I can't do this, it's too hard, I don't even know where to start, and there is something that we're going to walk through that is really simple, but I, as we step into this training webinar, I really want you to take your phone, close it, turn it off, um, unless you're listening on it, of course, <laughs> okay, um, just close out all of your other distractions. Um, We have a series of trainings set up for the rest of the year, but this one, if, if you can get a hold of this, it's a very short amount of time with the tools and the tips that I'm going to give you in the next 30 to 45 minutes, this is going to be a game changer, all right? Okay, so let's dive in. Three keys to successful color stories for your unique holiday brand. All right, so the first thing that we need to do, we need to establish is you have something that you are going to bring to the holiday market. I don't care if you're a professional organizer. Doesn't matter to me if you're designing wrapping paper or you're a home stager and you're going to have to add in different elements for the holiday season. Um, One of the first things that we have to do is we actually have to make the decision that you're going to participate in this and that you're going to provide something for the holiday season. So who and what are you providing? So I wrote this in in the PowerPoint. One of the first questions we ask is, do you have your who or your what for your holiday brand or product? And (laughs) when I first started this whole thing, I did not. I I had no who, I had no what. I kind of stumbled into the whole thing because I had a full-time interior design client whose holiday decor looked like crap and kind of... um, I don't know what you want to call it, almost by accident, I said, why don't you give me some money and I will decorate your house for the holiday. And that's how the whole thing started for me. So it wasn't like I had a grand master plan. Hey, I'm going to do holiday decor. It basically was my client had some really ugly stuff in her house and I knew it didn't match her beautiful new home. And so that was my entree into holiday decor. Okay, so if you are feeling like aunt, I don't don't even know what I'm doing. I just maybe love Christmas or I love the holidays. Um, Color stories are a great place to start. So I want you to focus in and listen and learn while we do this training. Um, And I wrote, it's where I started before I even knew what I was going to provide. All right, so what's the goal of this specific training? We're going to spend 30 to 45 minutes highly focused. We may go up to an hour depending on kind of how deep I go into each one of these different things. But it's basically how to develop a color story for your holiday brand. Okay. Does it matter if you are developing a product line? I know we have some people in here developing subscription services. They do wreaths. They make gift baskets, they're florists, maybe you're developing a gift wrap. We have a lot of designers who are just looking into making accessory items for their main brands that they can sell during the holidays. Um, If you're a designer, a stager, a decorator, uh, whatever it is, even if you are just creating labels or cards for people. You know, a lot of times people will order custom Christmas cards or custom labels. If that's something you're doing, you're selling them on Etsy, doesn't matter. Color is a unifying aspect for your brand. All right, and I say this, people might forget you, but they won't forget the color of your brand if you do it right. So I use the example of Air Mace, everybody knows in the luxury industry at least, Hermes orange. You can actually Google it and get the, um, the color code for the actual color. So what I wanna encourage you to do is embrace this process. Um, we have a joke in our house, you have a license to be wrong, so I'm gonna take out my my license, just pretend there's a license to be wrong here, and I'm gonna give it to you, <laughs> okay? And I'm gonna share with you in a little bit one of my biggest fails with respect to color for the holiday season. Okay, and I'm still here and I'm still inside the inside the holiday decor industry. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do, I'm going to cover three things. I wrote it behind me and it's on the PowerPoint. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to set aside dedicated time to develop your color story. Now, I'm going to walk you through a process that we use that between now, I'm looking at the calendar, and next week, Thursday, when we do our live Q&A, you will have had the ability to develop your entire color story, and then if you have questions or issues, you can come on live and ask me, and we'll deal with your questions and issues, okay? So, just let's let's get focused in here. So, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to actually set aside dedicated time, and I'm going to break this down for you. So. Um, I say right now, we are in quarter two. Last month, we did a training on the 4Q roadmap and how things are actually broken out during the year so that you don't have to waste a ton of time, you know, working on your holiday brand 24-7 all year long. So if you haven't watched that, go into the uh, member website. All, that entire training has been broken down into sections and units, so it's easy to watch. The segments are short. Okay, so we took our live training and then we edited it down and put it into easy to consume units for you. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to do it now, right now in quarter two. We are in April when we're recording this, but quarter two is April, May, and June. And our trainings for quarter two, I'm looking on my big board over here, are color stories, secret keys, and point of view. So next, w- next month, we're going to talk about secret keys. But right now, we're talking color stories. So you have permission to set aside this time right now in April. All right, so as the leader, as the brand owner, you're gonna set aside three sessions for yourself. And if you have a team, you're gonna set aside two sessions for your team. Now, I'm gonna uh, walk you through in a a couple of slides later what the actual structure of these things are. But the key is that you wanna border your time, okay? We I actually teach on time blocking. We're doing a training later today, but there are tips and tools. I mean, you can use your, t- you can use little time blocks like this from Amazon. You can set your timer on your phone. But one of the keys when you border and block out your time is you have to turn off every single other distraction you're not you don't hear the ding of the facebook thing you don't hear the ding of the email going off you're not kind of scrolling and going back and forth you close every other quote window in your life when you border the time okay um this is the most important step why because this is what true leaders do and if you will embrace this process as the leader of your brand then what happens is that whole thing translates through to the balance of what you do. It actually comes through whether you can articulate it or not. It's how serious do you actually take yourself as the leader for your holiday decor brand? Even if you are doing professional organizing, even if you are doing um, labels like cards and custom labels, or you're designing a wrapping paper, set aside the time to do this. Okay, Um, this is is another reason that we, we focus on this color thing. It actually gives you authority. Having an opinion is one of the keys to having authority, especially in a crowded marketplace like Holiday. Everybody from Walmart to Range Rover, you know, Walmart to Hotel Home. Everybody has something that they bring into the holiday marketplace at large. It could be the color of the bow on the brand new car for Range Rover. It could be the 59 cent ornament at Walmart, but everybody has an opinion. And one of the things that sets you apart in a crowded marketplace is the authority that you bring when you actually have an opinion about color. All right, and then I say this um, because we see this a lot, especially as I train kind of stagers and decorators and designers coming up. Joanna Gaines is awesome, but she already is, okay? She already is. The marketplace needs the real you, okay? So yeah, let's just say this. I give myself permission to go for it, okay? (laughs) Say that, and I'm gonna share with you one time I went for it and it bombed, (laughs) okay? But I still got published, (laughs) Okay, so um, how much time is required in this first key? So, the first key is you're gonna set aside dedicated time to come up with your branded color story. Okay, so three meetings, three hours per meeting. So, one meeting, three hours, second meeting, three hours, third meeting, three hours. And within those three hour blocks, you're gonna do a 90 minute session and take a 15 minute break and do another 90-minute session, okay? The reason I use those actual blocks is that experts in things that are way beyond me say that 90 minutes is kind of the most time that you can actually focus in on something without the, the curve kind of uh, going down and leveling off. And then you need to Cleanse your palate, so to speak. You need to just maybe close your eyes, meditate, go for a walk, get a change of scenery, and then you come back in and you do another 90 minutes of focused work. Okay, so I heard a ding. <laughs> Hopefully that's good. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's what I want to share with you guys. I want to, I want to share this with you like early on. My biggest color mistake. Okay, remember guys, I'm like, you know, they're, I'm getting published in the Elle Decor, you know, the luxury now issue. So um, one of the things that happened was at the time, there was this um, national blog, it was called iVillage, and they put out content every day. It was like Buzzfeed, but for design. And so they reached out to me a couple years in a row, and they were always asking for holiday type stuff. You know, we did other stuff, but a lot of it was holiday. And so at the time, I had Daniel, who was our warehouse manager, and I was like, we got to come up with something unique. Let's come up with something unique. And I was like, why don't we do a blue and yellow kind of color story? Because I was thinking, oh, that'll work with Hanukkah and transition into Christmas. And we did an ombre tree. We actually painted. We took an old white Christmas tree. And we actually painted it. If you know what ombre is, it means you start with one color and then you actually delineate different colors out. So that was great. That was fine. Um, But then I had this grand idea. I was like, well, we need yellow accessories. And we had these big, I mean, they were big. They were um, clear snowflakes that we'd sourced from like a craft store. It was like a richards craft store or something like that and i bought all of them i mean i we had stacks of snowflakes and i was like daniel let's do them the yellow that we picked well we were like halfway, more than halfway into it and we're like we're looking at all these snowflakes lined up we're like holy crap we just made forgive me pea snow and we're like, we're into it at this point. I mean, we've got, we've paid for the pain. We've, I paid him for his time. We've got this spread out all over, and I'm just like, oh my Lord. And we were too far into it. We had to figure out a way to redeem, if you will, save the design concept. So um, I <laughs> we, we submitted it. We were just like, let's just run with it. Let's just go for it. And uh, I'll look and see if I can find the pictures. This was from years ago. This was like probably eight years ago, maybe six years ago. And so we submitted it, and they definitely they used the ombre tree, you know, the the color thing. That was we were actually ahead of the curve on that one. And then on the blue and yellow tree, they used part of. They didn't use the whole tree because we had the <laughs> snowflakes, the yellow snowflakes, yes, stuck in the tree. Um, but they actually used like a section of the yellow and then we had some little birds and things like that inside the tree that were the same colors, you know, that pulled on the yellows and the blues. Okay, so why do I share that with you? We had an opinion. I had an opinion, right, and we submitted it and I survived. And I actually think having an opinion in color especially is what's going to separate you from the pack okay so um all right, and I, we got called the next year to do to do more of the holiday stuff, so I think they're like't <laughs> know who this lady is, but but you know she gives us stuff people click on um, okay, so what are the three meetings that for you as the leader? Let me take a sip of water um What are the the three meetings for you as a leader? So um, three meetings, three hours each in 90-minute sessions with timed breaks. Okay, so the first meeting is all about research. And I'm going to go in and break these down for you guys in just a minute. So the first meeting is all about research. The second meeting is all about kind of hands-on kind of playtime. And there's a purpose to the playtime. The third meeting is about bringing in help and getting an execution list, like a to-do list. Okay, so those are your three meetings, three hours each. Nine hours total for you. Then we're gonna go into the, the two meetings that you're gonna have with your team or you know, whoever is doing kind of the execution piece for you. So the first meeting, set aside three hours to do research. Not 30. You're not binge watching, you know, the crown, (laughs) right, for research. You are setting aside as the lead three hours for research on your color story. So I'm giving you just a couple of things that I like to do. So remember, first you're going to set the timer 90 minutes. So I like to go outside. I like to look at old travel pictures, I like to look at magazines, like I'll go into a grocery store and just look at magazines. Um, Online is okay, online research is okay, but what we found when we were trying to come up with original content to be actually published online was that a lot of what was already there was recycled. So, the things that we researched and kind of copied from online didn't get published the same way that our original ideas got published. If that makes sense. Um, so try to think outside the box in that sense, and then I say permission granted. Remember that license. You have permission to be wrong. I mean, guys, if I can survive yellow snowflakes submitted to National Press, you you've got this. Okay so you're not going to make that mistake. Um, I like to drive around. I like to just drive around and you know look in my neighborhood, and maybe you can go for a walk, and just do research. The other thing I like to do for research is to look at brands that my ideal client is already buying, and look at what colors those brands are using, Okay, especially during the holiday season. So Um, one of the things that we took inspiration from was uh, shortbread boxes. You know, the uh, shortbread, when people buy, I think it's Walker's shortbread. Well, that was one of the things that we took inspiration from for that, that red, right? Um, I know other designers that we've worked with um, are more in kind of that light campy look. It's a little more Pottery Barn. And they use like the peppermint bark boxes that I think Pottery Barn and Crate and Barrel and those kind of companies sell peppermint bark. I think that's what it's called. It's like a chocolate with with broken up peppermint on it. Okay, so when you're doing your research, your whole goal is not to come up with like the formal answer. It's just to get your eyes kind of moving and looking and thinking and seeing differently and getting new input. Okay, that's the first meeting. Three hours, done. All right, meeting two. (laughs) <laughs> Get messy crafty storyboards. So I put, um, do you remember those old school glue exercises where you glued like pine cone pieces or twigs or, you know, whatever wrappers or maybe you're cutting pictures out of magazines to construction paper? Okay. Um, this is actually an important exercise, especially for you as the leader to stay fresh. Okay. You have three hours to make a pretty storyboard, an inspiration board, a color thing, okay? One of the reasons it's so important to do this every year is that what you want to do is you want to bring out something fresh from who you are as the unique leader of your unique holiday brand. And that kind of brings the laughter, the joy, the lightheartedness into it. And I personally believe that's something that we really need now. And, um, you know, I'm not necessarily, how do I say this? I'm not the craftiest person to begin with. Um, I enjoy it, but sometimes if I start to do crafts, like the whole room explodes with stuff. So that's why I say set those timers, give yourself 90 minutes, take a break, 90 minutes, and then you're done. It's like, Pencils done, drop your pencils, drop your glue, (laughs) and that's it, okay? All right, next. So in your third meeting, this is your third three hour section. So the first thing, the first big picture thing we're doing to develop a color story for your holiday brand is you're setting aside time. In that time, you're gonna have three meetings as yourself, as the brand leader, right? This is, this is highly organized, and then within the organized structure, you get total freedom, all right? So in the meeting, in the third meeting, what you're basically doing is you're combining those things together. You're trying to, to articulate what's required to land this plane, okay? You've gone out, you've done a bunch of research, you're kind of looking around, you're making sure you don't do yellow snow, and you're thinking about your holiday brand. Let's say you're just designing a wrapping paper that you're going to have printed and you're going to sell as an adjunct to your primary design brand. Let's just say you're going to have a a branded wrapping paper, something very simple, and you're going to see if you can sell it to your client list this this holiday season. Very simple. So you've gone out, you've done your research, you've looked at patterns, you created kind of a storyboard. Now, in your third meeting, 90 minutes, 15 minute break. 90 minutes, and you're going to ask yourself the question, what's required to land this plane? And you're going to think about a storyline for your inspiration. You're going to create an execution or a checklist or a to-do list. What are the things that actually need to happen so that this plane actually lands? Okay, Um, you're going to bring in other people if need be. Right? Maybe you have a virtual assistant, maybe you have somebody, a friend who's going to help you with this, but you are going to bring in the people that you need so that this thing actually gets done. All right, then I wrote craft a timeline with KISS goals, right? Keep it simple. So you want to keep it simple. If you can't describe it so that it has an outcome, it doesn't belong on your list. All right, so the the next thing so that's the that's the first portion of your time i want to make sure this is this is clear <laughs> okay so you're gonna border your time you're gonna set aside basically three hours three hours and three hours you're gonna do research you're gonna get a little creative to kind of get the the juices flowing for this present upcoming holiday season and then you're gonna land the plane with to-do lists then you're gonna have two more meetings which I'm gonna talk about in a minute So, in your third meeting, um, I I put this in, practice, even if you don't have a team, practice coming up with what would needed to be handed off to others. And think about what's the outcome or the storyline of your research and your inspiration board. And I'm going to give you an example from one of our actual product lines. So, and um, majesty is kind of our core garland it is our luxury classic timeless garland and what i did was i basically created a storyline for majesty so i'm just going to read this to you so that so that you understand what kind of the goal of your research your storyboard and then this kind of wrap up meeting where you create execution lists is. so Majesty Line came out of an old line family who wanted something traditional that would hold up outside on their fence in the winter snow, yet be classic enough to reuse every year. They are leaders in their small, wealthy mountain town, elegant ranch owners. They have large fencing. They have a ton of of fencing that surrounds their property. And they wanted something significant, but not tacky, because their decor kind of sets the tone for the town, okay? Very simple, not complicated, and you have a unique sound, especially when it comes to holiday. So if you're making a wrapping paper like I, like I just described, what you want to do is you want to take your research, look at your, um, you know, your storyboards that you've made, maybe your vision boards, that's what you want to call it, look at your vision board, and then come up with a storyline for your wrapping paper, all right, so you're going to make a list of executables and then have your team or yourself, if you don't have a team, do that in two more meetings. In, again, three-hour meetings, only two broken into 90-minute sessions. Okay, so um, basically, let's, let's do a quick review. And then, um, Michelle, if anybody has any questions, I don't even know if anybody's actually on live with us, um, but uh, we'll... You know, if anybody has any questions in the Facebook group, um, I can kind of address those. Actually, we'll address those at the end, but just ping me, Michelle, and let me know. Um, Okay, so second, so first, get a hold of your time. Block it out. You're going to research. You're going to make a vision board, make a little vision thing, and then you're going to figure out what needs to happen to land the plane then you're going to, if you have a team, then you're going to get those instructions to the team to get that plane landed, okay? And no more than um, nine hours for yourself plus an additional six hours for your team. That's 15 hours total. That's it, okay? (laughs) All right, so that's the first thing. The second thing is when we step into using the color wheel. So a lot of times people start with the color wheel and they're like, I'm gonna start with all the colors. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you actually can't do that. And I'm gonna share a sample of why. Take a sip of water, sorry, I get really like passionate about that. Do not start with the color wheel. Mm. Start with the research. Start with the inspiration boards. Start with what's in here with you, not with a color wheel, okay? Because what you really want to do is you want to pick up on the vibe for what you're going to bring to the marketplace. Okay, so second. So the first one was time. That's the first thing. The second one is we're going to step into using the color wheel. So... After you have the story and the general colors kind of vibe, feel that you want, then you go to the color wheel. Then you use the professional tools available. You know, the Pantone colors, the hex numbers, all of those things that make your job professional. It's not random, and you're going to design it with purpose. And what happens is, once you get the, the vibe down, then you go into the professional tool of Color Wheel. The other thing that using the Color Wheel will do for you is it makes it easy for clients to comprehend. And I'm going to show you what we do do and what we don't do because it's, it's too complicated. The other thing it does is it makes your team really powerful. Um, part of, I wrote this in the, in the PowerPoint for you guys. Part of the execution piece for your team can be using the color wheel, but you wanna develop the idea of it first. You wanna think bigger than just the color because the color is the expression of your idea, it's not the end of your idea. And I use the example from our majesty line again. Majesty is bigger than the color of hunter green. I mean, the core color is a really deep hunter green. If we'd started with hunter green as like the be all and end all, we'd never have the actual name Majesty because we came up with the idea of the name of the garland and the wreaths and the trees and all of that for that particular product line. The color then tells and sells the story, right? And we can actually look at the different greens that we wanna use, what their undertones are, what they work with, but we didn't start with that first. The first thing we did was we did the research and we came up with the idea of Majesty, Okay. Does that make sense? Awesome. Okay, so (laughs) if, I think most of you guys are probably pretty familiar, hopefully that that moves a little bit, with the color wheel. What I'm going to do is walk you through a couple of different exercises that we use. So I'm going to give you just a really baseline education on color, which you may already know but, but let's hang together and, and enjoy this. So um, this first slide talks about monochromatic, analogous and complementary. So monochromatic is basically when you take a color and then you do, 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 you reduce it down into like the different uh, derivations of that color. Okay, so you would start with this bright red out here and then you kind of work, 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 work all the way down and down here you would get to your undertone, okay? Undertones, um, we might have time to talk about that later. We have a special guest this month coming on to share with us about color. I'm super excited. She's She's a phenomenal artist and she's gonna talk to us about all that stuff. Okay, so the next one is analogous. Analogous is basically things right next to each other on the color wheel. Okay, so if you've got a green, you're using a green next to it and another green next to it. So that's analogous. And then complementary is on the opposite sides of the color, um, uh, on the opposite sides of the wheel. So complementary, you see in a lot of sports teams, right, when they want to punch. um, They're using the orange and the blue, the red and the green for Christmas. It's actually a complementary combination. Okay, so next. How do you develop a color opinion? So you've, got, you've done your research, you have a storyline, you're coming up with an opinion, even if it sucks, you've got to add color opinion, okay? <laughs> um, remember, you cannot be wrong. Um, so complementary, here's, an, here's another graphic for you guys. There's complementary, analogous, and triadic. Split complementary, which is basically a different ratio of how color is used, and then tetradic. I never know how to pronounce that. I always say like or quad. Um, so what we do, we do not mess with these combinations down here. A lot of times, especially because holiday is a short season, this if if you try to get too compl- uh too complicated in your expression of how well you know color and how to mix and match stuff, what happens is your clients actually can't comprehend it, okay? It's like trying to take someone to a really um, expressive and, and um, what's the word, complicated symphony and trying to get them to understand all the musical notes when they're not trained in musical theory, Okay, so what we wanna do, especially for holiday, I have found keep it simple. Keep your color combinations simple. So you've done your research, you've come up with a storyline. We'll just use majesty as an example, right? So majesty, we have this, it's really classic, it's elegant, it's timeless, it can be indoors, outdoors, works in a ranch setting, works in a city setting. And when we're developing our color stories for the year, we're keeping it simple. We're going to come up with one complementary color story, we're going to come up with an analogous color story, and we're going to come up with a triadic color story, and that's it. Okay? Otherwise, it's just it's just too complicated and it's too messy. It's like you don't really have time nor do you want to necessarily dedicate time to do that. So, how do you come up with your color opinion? I recommend three. Having three different color stories for your specific holiday brand. Um, first, come up with a complementary one, right? So ours for majesty is a hunter green with a deep red. That's our complementary one. Second, you come up with an adjacent color story or an analogous color story. So we would take the hunter green and then we would move to the left and we would move to the right and we would incorporate those colors as another color story for our brand. The next is to come up with the triad. So the triad is the hunter green, let me show you in this other one, right, the purple, right, and then the orange, okay? So that's what we develop, we develop three color stories. Some people who are doing lots of um, branded content. So there are a couple designers that we know who do, are doing, uh, like I said, wrapping paper. And they're coming up with like five or seven different wrapping papers. Even though their designs are different, their color stories are really combined into three different options so that all of those wrapping papers, which are actually double-sided, can be used in conjunction with each other. Okay, So if you'll take the time, you got 15 hours, guys, nine plus six max, 15 hours, you can come up with your entire branded color story. Okay. So um, then I put in, so you're going to develop three final answers using the color wheel. And then what we, what we call flourishes are like the ta-da (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Moments on the tops of Christmas trees or the the little florist picks that are sticking out of your arrangements or your garlands or whatever you 're doing, and I always say have no more than five types now i 'm going to set my style aside for a minute. We do have some people who I dearly love and respect. they have a drastically different aesthetic than what i 'm training on, but if you look at even their overall thing, which is really explosive in holiday decor and hugely successful, they still tend to keep it to like five or seven different types of things that they use in combination, okay? So yeah, you're gonna have a stronger visual aesthetic if you stick to fewer types and use more of them than if you try to have one of everything. Okay. Because the I just can't process that much. Okay, you may be able to process it as a professional, but your clients can't. And really, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're honoring your clients. Okay. All right. So I put make custom combinations available in limited editions, kind of like the Oscar dresses. If you're working one on one with clients, um, we're not working one on one with clients this year. We're just doing product. Um, but when we have in the past, we would make a couple of special vignettes. It was like, okay, well, we can sell two of these, but no more. Cause you don't want, um, people, if they're paying you a lot of money to do their holiday decor, you don't want them to always, you know, go into the neighbor's house and see the same thing. All right. So how are we doing on time? Okay, we're good. All right. 1230. Okay. 1235. So third. So first is time. You're going to set aside your time second after you set aside your time you're going to come, you're going to use the professional tools you're going to use the actual hex numbers the pantone color numbers the actual color wheel to identify and create the actual colors okay third you're going to create a simple shareable branded color template okay What do I mean by this? Even if you're doing your own home, even if you've never done this before, even if you're thinking, Ann, I don't even have a holiday decor business. I'm taking this because I want to have one, okay? (laughs) Doesn't matter. Walk through this process. Practice, 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 okay? Professional pianists do scales, they practice. Baseball players do the batting cage, practice this. It's actually not that hard. So in um, August, we're actually gonna, we have an actual training on templates. Um, But right now, what I'm gonna gonna counsel you to do is use online tools like PicMonkey and Canva, okay? Because you can actually insert the hex number, the actual color numbers to make sure that they work. Don't overthink this, right? You're going to come up with three. I would prefer three. Some of you might do five or seven, but I don't even do five or seven. I do three. That's it. Um, and just come up with your three colors. Your This is my complementary color scheme for this year, and it is called um, Flourish. This is my analogous color scheme this year, and it's called something, right? Um, maker's Maker's Mark, no, that's a whiskey, (laughs) Mm. I don't know, Um, Maker's Magic, I don't know, come up with a, come up with a name, right, because that's what you're doing in your research portion, and then you're going to come up with a triad color combination, and you're going to call it, I don't know, Triple Threat, or, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, (laughs) Mm. Happy Holiday uh, Home, I don't know, come up with something, (laughs) All right, so you're going to come up with names, okay? Now, it's super simple to create these. You just create a simple, shareable document. Maybe you create it in Canva, and you're going to name it. Like I said, don't use my names. Those names are not great. (laughs) Took me a long time to come up with Majesty. Um, But you're going to name it, right? So the three lines that we have are Aspen, Winter, Majesty, and Joie de Vivre. Those are our three holiday product lines. Um, You're going to name it. Okay, so... (laughs) What does this look like in reality? Um, It is not always seamless. Um, Reds were a major issue for me. Um, And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Because we tried to get an outdoor ribbon in red that would hold its red and it sucked. It didn't match with anything else. Um, So that's why I talk about getting a hold of the actual physical color number and making your decisions so that you're not uh, sourcing product and then working backwards. Okay, this particular color training comes out of my having chosen something and trying to work backwards and having it suck. Okay, Um, we also had an issue where we had these uh, outdoor, they call them rounds in the industry, but they're like eight to 10 inches. They're plastic. They're supposedly weatherproof. Um, But what happened was the red started to fade in the snow and the sun. And so we couldn't reuse them and we, and clients couldn't reuse them. It was like a one-off product and that was not fun. I wrote, um, they shed their color in the snow. That was not fun. So, um, do follow the steps that I've shared with you guys. Okay. Um, so what does it look like for us? Like just boots on the ground, practical aspect. So every season I give myself permission to experiment. Okay. You guys heard what I did with the yellow. It was awful. Um, the reason I came up with the pink and the blue, the joie de vivre is because I gave myself permission to experiment. It, it's really not any more complicated than that. I was like, what is an unusual color combination for Christmas? It's like, well, pink and blue. And what's funny is that it actually works really well with, Thanksgiving colors. If you get the undertones right, the blues work really nicely with Hanukkah. Um, It works really well in warmer climates, Florida, Palm Springs, you know, I mean, you you just never know. So trust that, that inspirational process. Okay. So three expressions from our client facing business. Um, We are not, like I said, we're not going to do in-house projects this year. We're just working on the brand, okay? Because last year we sold out and that was a bummer. So we wanted to be able to sell more. So um, the traditional colors for Majesty is dark green. And then we usually do the compliment with it in the deep reds because it's a traditional, it's just really traditional line. Um, Joie de Vivre is pinks and blues. And then aspen winter is usually like the burgundies, we call it maple sugar, browns with some green. Now, if you guys are working with clients and you have to come up with branded color stories for your clients, um, one of the things that we did when we did that was we would have what we call a disappearing act, which is whatever the client's house was, we would make things, I'm gonna grab something and show you guys. we would make things that match their decor. So this is an actual ornament with tissue that was applied to it with some glitter that matched a client's house. And this was designed to disappear so that their holiday decor wasn't this like overarching like thing in their house. Their house was blue and white. So everything that we did that year was blue and white to just match in. That's the disappearing act the other thing would be if their house was blue and white then you would do an orange right you would do something that was a contrast so that's those are those are two ways you can you can work with clients if you're if you're actually doing the hands on decor piece and i would just give clients those two um those two choices so if you don't know where to start <laughs> this is where we start the monochromatic which is this basically this right you're going to pick one color, you're going to make it fit into either your client's decor, or you're going to pick one color that you love, and you're just going to do that through the whole season. Um, or the analogous, right? The the analogous, you just keep everything kind of in the same vein. Complementary is fine, but that high drama, like I said, they, that's used for a lot of like professional sports teams and competition and stuff like that, because it's a little more high energy. So um, if you're just starting out and you're a little shy about stuff, I would stick with the monochromatic and the analogous. And um, I, I put adjacent because I always call it adjacent, even though it's technically analogous, but whatever. <laughs> um, so it's super easy to use in the areas of creams and whites, right? It's super elegant. I actually think it's one of the reasons Joanna Gaines is so so um, prolific is that she always sticks in kind of those monochromatic whites and grays and, and pale blues and things like that. It's super elegant. The other thing that's nice about that is if you're sourcing product instead of making product, it's easy to find ribbons and things like that with the proper undertones because you're, you're picking a color and you're kind of working one way or you're working another. Um, I would say, you know, it's very easy to create a simple vignette or color story when you're using a bunch of different elements and let's say they're all white, right? Um, don't try to come up with more than five options. We only do three we do three color stories and that's it and i can tell you even that is you know i mean we're not a huge shop so that can be hard to fulfill if you're doing the wrapping papers go ahead and come up with five but make sure they all have what's called an anchor color right so that everything bridges from that anchor color so that those papers can be used in conjunction with each other and and it's great to create simple documents clients can shop with especially in the analogous and the um, monochromatic, right? So you give, you know, clients these colors. You know, when Home Goods opens up again, or TJ Maxx, or wherever they're going to shop, Pottery Barn, they can take that little color sheet in, or have it on their iPad, and they can just kind of walk around the store and match. And that's that's pretty special. And what's nice is that you can charge like thirty five dollars for those sheets. So, um, what does it look like for us? We start with our existing product lines. You know, Majesty, Aspen, Winter, and de Right now, that's what we've got. Um, you know, we were thinking about bringing in more product this year, but the way China is set up and the import thing, not sure that's going to work. We might still, um, just to have a lower price line for some of our, our clients, um, fit in versus drama. So if you are on the front lines and you're going to decorate homes this holiday season, you really just want to have two different, um, ways of thinking. The first is I want it to fit in and just kind of meld in with my client's decor The other is you want drama and contrast. If you'll take your color choices into just those two areas, it will dramatically simplify your life, okay? As a professional, keep it simple, okay? Um, It's one of the reasons Range Rover is expensive, because they keep it simple, okay? And even if you have a lower price line, you can use those same tools. Keep it simple. Either you're gonna go me- you know, mesh colors in with your client's decor, or you're gonna go high drama. And then when you walk into a client's home and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do holiday, then you can very easily give them the option. Are we gonna go high drama this year, or are we gonna do very simple? All right, so um, how to, this is where we start every year. I mean, I'm doing this with you guys. This is, right now, I'm looking at the big board, it's April. We got color stories. Um, then you step into the color theory. You use those professional tools. Um, complementary. You're going to come up with a complementary color story. You're going to come up with a triad color story, and you're going to come up with an analogous color story. Then, if you want to add in patterns and things like that, go ahead. You know, we use a lot of herringbone, uh, buffalo plaid, stripes, things like that and then um, we're gonna we're going talk about mapping color and flourishes I think in another training because we are already yeah we're, we're already 1247. twelve forty seven so you can see this is like a this is a packed training, and people are like, "Why are you doing an entire training on color stories?" I'm like, you have no idea. this is a game changer for your brand okay, so conclusion time. First, you're gonna block off your time and you're gonna set aside between nine and 15 hours. That's it. Um, Two, you're gonna use the professional color wheel, the professional color numbers, okay? Third, you're gonna execute a finished shareable look in Canva or in PicMonkey. And here's what I wanna encourage you guys. Um, Go ahead and do that this week. Practice, put it in the Facebook group. Let's see what we come up with. I'll put some of mine together. I'll share them. I want to see yours in the group. This is a small group. I think we've got 10 people in the group right now. You know, someday we'll have a lot more, but right now let's take advantage of this small group and really like build out your color story. Um, if you do these three things, you will have an official color story for your brand, even if it's yellow snowflakes, (laughs) you will recover. And for this uh, conclusion 2.0, three meetings max for you, that's nine hours, two meetings for your team max, that's six hours. So in 15 hours, that's less than two full days of work, you can have an entire branded color story. So What that means is by next week on Thursday, the 23rd, when we do our live Q and a with the group, if you you can ask questions, like bring in your color stories, come up with your names. I mean, it's going to definitely be better than maker's mark, which is a whiskey, (laughs) you know? Um, so that's today's (laughs) training. Thank you for listening. For more information and tips on how to turn your home into a place of joy this holiday season, please visit HolidayDecorHome.com.